You're listening to episode four of the Waffle Bite Size podcast, originally broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 15th of September 2019. In this episode, Paul Jenkins speaks to Christopher Moriarty. So then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Waffle Hour here on 104.7 Rossendale Radio. I have the immense pleasure uh, of being joined in the studio this afternoon by Christopher Moriarty. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Um, right, well, uh, we, as is ever on the Waffle Hour, uh, we invite people in to uh, talk about their work and about whether they're working in spoken word or in literature or writing or whatnot. Um, who are you? And what Tell us about you. Well, when I was outside the studio about 10 minutes ago, I heard the intro you gave me yes. in the build-up, and it was overwhelming oh right really um <laughs> Is it, so, was it news to yourself of the, these things I, I just tend to drift through and do whatever i get the opportunity to do Excellent. so um yeah i loosely call myself a writer okay and that every now and again i put pen to paper mm-hmm. um i've done i've been doing performance poetry for about six seven years okay um together with my wife kerry mm-hmm. we ran a poetry night down in berry we ran an international literature magazine, Arts and Literature. We've done a podcast. Um, well, and I was going to say the, the, the Arts and Literature magazine, uh, that's, this is the Bunbury magazine. Bunbury magazine, yes. Excellent. So uh, for those of you that are writers out there, you may well have come across Bunbury magazine before. Um, how, how does that work as an online magazine? How does... So um, what we did was we just put a call out there for submissions on mm-hmm. any directors we could find, um, writers, so poets, short stories, flash fiction, anything. Yep. We had artists as well. We did interviews. We get them in. We tried to be different in that we gave critical feedback, so constructive feedback about why a piece worked, why it didn't work, why we liked it, why we we're going to publish it, or why not. Because um, we founded it because myself and Kerry, as writers, we were submitting to magazines, yeah. getting feedback, which was, oh, we really like it, but we're not going to publish it. <laughs> and you well, say, well, why? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and a lot of them said, oh, it just isn't our niche. So we thought, you know what, we're going to create a nicheless magazine. Fantastic. And did you did you have a particular style that you wanted to go go into the magazine or was it a little not, more open than that? Not really, no. Um, we just, I, a, a lot of it, We, in terms of getting it out there, we kind of discovered our own path. We didn't hmm. want to take a model off another magazine and then fall into the trap of making the same mistakes. We wanted to make our own mistakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's part, part of the creative process, isn't it? Is to, is to kind of, uh, you know, learn how things are going. And you kind of, uh, you know, from that maybe that first issue, you go, you know what, actually, we've had too much balance on a short stories or, the, you know, maybe actually we needed more of this type of poetry in there. And did you, did, how do you find that editing process where you're choosing? Um, the editing pro- process was, um, it was hard at times. Mm. Because we didn't really, because we were completely digital to start with. Yeah. We weren't bound by space, so we weren't saying, okay, so we've had 30 poems in for this issue, but we can only choose 10 because of the page count. Uh, yeah. We just chose what we liked, what we felt really put that writer's work across in the best possible light. Okay. And fed into presenting our magazine in the best possible light as well. And that fed into a podcast, I believe. 
Yes. Um, so, well, it was we we tried to run two back to back podcasts, which was just insane because mm. the amount of work that Kerry had to do was. Uh, <laughs> I, I turned up for recording and then went for a run. Usually, once my bit was done, excellent. Um, so yeah, we did a recording of our live poetry night, mm-hmm. and then we did an interview podcast as well. So we put those out um, together. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you get a kind of complete package exactly uh, with, yeah. with what's going on. Um, was uh, obviously you've heard uh, that the waffle has recently become a podcast. Our our, um, our our new nut, which has kind of taken over the reins, I think, from from the, the good work you were doing down in Berry, because it's uh, with we've we've started waffle the uh, um, the the poetry evening up in Ramsbottom. Yes. Uh, so so here in the valley, just about just about on the edge of the valley, we <laughs> sneak in in Ramsbottom, um, and uh, and and I think that's the thing we've we've kind of taken some of those ideas because we're bringing together this interview will be as part of the podcast uh, being released next week um, yes. and uh, and I can tell you that the, the Sharon Lowe podcast will be available later on from last week's interview uh, that will be available uh, later on today as well Fantastic. so it's, it's it's nice to be able to kind of make those connections I think between live events like we're having right now yes, and then something that somebody can enjoy at a later date oh definitely I mean a lot of poetry out there mm. that's going on particularly performance poetry it's, it's sort of timeless in a way mm. um, so I remember when I first got onto the scene in Manchester. Mm. I was very much a page poet. And yeah. I remember seeing poets like Genevieve Walsh and Dave Varney and Dominic Berry and yourself. Right. Um, completely blow me away and think, I need to do something different here, something that can speak to a wider so coming audience. off the page a little bit i think it's it, it's interesting when people make that choice i've seen quite a, that i don't know not, not through choice it just seems to be uh, sort of i keep coming across it but i've i've, I've seen caroline duffy live three different times now at different events uh, yes. working either with bbc or doing stuff with manchester met uh, and she's obviously as the poet laureate she's very much as you've described a page poet yes um and she she makes no apologies when she's doing a, a live performance she said i i she said at one point or other i i wrote this to be read so I will read it and yeah. she reads it and she doesn't she doesn't you know do the gestures and the big character stuff that maybe I would flounce about on stage doing um, and you kind of but you make it makes you listen to the words and it's a very different way of approaching things and I think every we, we all have our different approaches don't we oh definitely yeah I mean mine for like I say for the longest time I felt my words were strong mm. but I needed something else with a bit of power behind it. Yeah. So I started going in one particular direction, mm-hmm. which you mentioned in, in the, the intro little prelude uh, yes. to, the, to the uh, to the waffle hour. <laughs> We're going to talk about Doctor Zeus a little bit, aren't we? A little bit, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's, I've been reading a lot of Doctor Zeus. Mm-hmm. I, I worked in a school library for two years okay. and there was pretty much the entire back catalogue of Dr. Zeus. Excellent. Which I sat and read. <laughs> of course you would. That's, that's what librarians do. They read books. Exactly. It is technically work. It is technically you need to working. Know what you're sitting there reading during the course of the day. Yeah. So, um, D- Dr. Zeus is undeniably brilliant. Yes. Undeniably speaks across the ages. Mm-hmm. But I think this generation in particular is starting to get a little bit more cynical and jaded oh dear the millennials yes. they're, they're approaching they are <laughs> they are coming over the hill <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we're going to come back uh, after we've had your first song. Uh, we're going to come back uh, and hear a little bit of your of your new collection that you're putting together of your Dr. Zeus, your Dr. Zeus odes. Yes. Um, and uh, we're at the, but we've got a song by the Zootons that you've picked out. Uh, yes. Now, uh, that we're going we're to have a listen to uh, just in, uh, in the break of the talking. Uh, and uh, you, you've chosen Valerie. Is there any reason why that spoke to you? So 
I remember when I was about 17, I'd fallen out of music, mm -hmm. and I turned on the radio one day just to see if there was anything new out there, and the Zootons came on with You Will, You Won't. Okay. I fell in love with the band, and mm. then the second album, Valerie, came on, and obviously was the wonderful cover version by Amy Winehouse. Yeah. But the massive success of that cover version kind of overshadowed the original brilliant version so i always like to choose that one big big up the little guy yes. that's what we need to do here on rossendale radio <laughs> that was the zootons with valerie I'm joined here on Rossendale Radio this afternoon by Christopher Moriarty, who's going to share with us now um, a new piece from his, his new collection he's working on, based around the works of Dr. Zeus. Yes. Um, I've written a few, mm -hmm. and there are a couple that aren't um, broadcastable. Broadcastable? Have, yes. they got, have they got naughty swears in them? Quite a lot of naughty There's swears. There's quite yes. a lot of naughty swears. You'll be pleased to know uh, our, 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 our very. <laughs> Our audience is, is is easily offended, so we shall we shall not be doing the naughty swears this afternoon. But you have chosen a piece for us that, that kind of demonstrates the work a little bit. I have, yes. yes. Um, so this is a rewrite of Dr. Zeus's graduation poem. Congratulations. Okay. Lovely. Oh, congratulations. Today's your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. You have brains in your head. You've got your tutu in graphic design. Now careers you must choose. You're on your own now with a mountain of debt, which... Let's face it, you're never realistically going to earn enough to have to pay any of it back, so push it out of your head. You'll look at the job sites, look them over with care. About some of you will say, I don't want to work there. With your head full of brains and your tutu besides, you don't want to wind up making mundane designs for a bookmaker's website promoting new customer offers, all in the name of another man's coffers. And you may not find any for which you want to apply. At this point, something else you must try. You could start your own business making bespoke creations. Just another business owner of the millions in this nation, which offers no support to strike out on your own. But don't worry, you can always acquire a loan. To prop up your endeavour in its germinal days. Though watch out for the small print. It can be quite a haze. The interest will rise out of line with inflation and the orders will stop as you fall into stagnation. And then what you'll have is a tangible debt. The, send the kind where they send around the bailiffs to get all the stuff that you own to sell at an auction. So perhaps treat this path with caution. Return to the job apps without undue dread and apply for everything before you get out of bed. All the jobs in your field require two years' experience. Just being qualified won't make a difference. There are some employers willing to give you a chance as long as you're willing to do it freelance, without guaranteed hours or company benefits, being bottom of the pile and treated like rubbish. So just keep on scrolling down the job pages and you'll feel like you've done it for ages and ages <laughs> until one day you'll notice a notification offering you a way out of unemployment damnation. And the best thing, they don't even want to interview. Just turn up tomorrow in smart shoes and best suits. And yes, you'll be sure to feel nervous as you prepare to enter the UV-lit hell that is a PPI call centre. You'll get half a day's training and a script in your hand before being thrown on the phone to call out through the land, speaking to people who don't want your call, working for a wage that amounts to naff all, being set targets of new clients each week. But if you exceed them, what you can earn will know no peak. Mate. And you might even find that you're good at the role, making more than enough to move out of home. And all your new wealth will lead to new decadence, living life how you want instead of necessity. New designer clothes, fancy toys and much more. You'll feel like you've got money galore. Then you'll turn up for work one chilled Monday morning, coffee in hand, half awake and still yawning, to find them shut down for not paying their rent. Business rate budgets embezzled and spent. 
So it's back to square one, pack up, move back home. And you know what? It doesn't get any better. Yes, you'll keep trying, keep applying, try for this, apply for that, until one day you find your dream job. It's challenging, but you don't have to take work home. The commute's easy, and it's an absolute breeze. But there'll always be something or someone waiting to take it all away. But hey, you've got brains in your head, and you've got your degree and your chosen vocation, and you've got no options left. So why not train in education? <coughs> and now this that that obviously will <laughs> fantastic. That, that, that speaks to me on 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 two very very distinct levels. Uh, number, number one, as you know, I've worked in education for ten years and still do. Yes. Uh, and secondly, I got a tutu. So, <laughs> <laughs> so did I. Exactly. All the best people get a tutu. It was a very long course. It was all <clears throat> spread out. There was a, there was a problem with the aggregate of marks or something. Absolutely. Maybe the certification was tricky yeah. on the admin side there was a lot of pubs in canterbury that's the problem ah. <laughs> and you you obviously you, you've taken that working in education because you say you worked in uh, a school library for, for a couple yes. of years uh, and do you feel that that's a kind of this warning sign that you're giving to kids as they're coming through the system is that, <clears throat> is that because it, you kind of feel burned by it or is it that it's it's not so much the system of education. I mean, the system of education in this country is fundamentally flawed anyway, but I'm really not going to get into the politics of it right now. Maybe, I'll start, maybe we'll do a politics hour later <laughs> on in the season or something. There's not an hour. There. No, I don't no. think we could cover it. I think somebody mentioned this a couple of times before we've actually go, you know what, we can't fix the country during the Waffle Hour. We've got to stick to the words. <laughs> it was more... Um, so I did my PGCE three years ago, mm. and I still work in education now. Yeah. It was more the recruitment drive behind it. Mm. So when I was looking up courses, obviously Facebook takes the algorithms from your cookies and feeds in personalised adverts. Oh, right, okay. And a lot of the adverts seem to say, have you got nothing else going on in your life? Are you in a dead-end job? Do you want 10 grand tax-free? Come and train. Come and train as a teacher. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's always the, those who can do teach and those who can't teach teach drama, um, which is where <laughs> I went. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, it, it, is, it is very alluring when you kind of, at the time, I, it was the reason that, that I tried to kind of thought, well, what am I going to do with this kind of drama degree that I've got? Oh, maybe I can, you know, and it was very alluring to kind of bring bring me in that way. Uh, yeah. And for the first few years, actually, I, I really did enjoy that, that kind of interaction. I mean, obviously, loved working with the kids. That's why I still work with kids now. Um, and, and yourself the same, but actually, that you kind of find once you're, you're in there, there's a, there's a kind of <laughs> a deeper thing you have to understand about working in education. It is a vocation. You've got to give your life over to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because it, you do end up working about eight thousand hours a week. Yeah, there's no yeah. there's no set time period working in education. It's somebody will will remember that they've got to give you something at half past eleven at night, and then you better start working on it. Yes, um, or get up at half four in the morning. Yes, <laughs> um, but it's I, I didn't go in. I mean. I, I got a 2-2, as I said, so I didn't get a bursary anyway. Right. Um, so it wasn't that that drew me in. It was the fact that I just want to help people mm. learn what they want to learn or what they need to learn. Um, <clears throat> so I know it sounds like being really down in education. I'm not. Mm. It's a phenomenal thing. It is. It's just so, some of the processes, it seemed like, because of the retention rates of teachers, mm. 
the recruitment process was so scattergun that it was kind of like we're going to recruit 10,000 with the hope <laughs> of keeping 1,000. Is retention a massive problem in that, you know, I think it's very few people get beyond the five years now of, of, of first uh, sort of qualifying. Anyway, we've, we've diverged away from words and into fixing the oh, world a little again. bit, yes. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to have a look at uh, your next musical choice now. Uh, you've chosen uh, Destiny by Zero Seven. Yes. Uh, is there, is there a, a, a story behind this one? Um, it it ties in loosely with the first dance track that me and Kerry had in our wedding, which was in the waiting line at zero seven. Um, I thought this one was a bit more upbeat for the radio. It's a beautiful track. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm not aware of their work, so I'm going to be pleasantly surprised by this. Excellent. <laughs> I'm joined uh, in the studio this afternoon on the Waffle Hour by Christopher Moriarty, uh, who is uh, who's been sharing some work with us this afternoon uh, that he's working on for his new Doctor Zeus show. Yes, uh, and I've just seen uh, if when when you get the chance, uh, I've just seen the, the the background image for the poster design uh, for for his tour that he's going to be working on. Uh, I think it's into 2020, isn't it? Is that it's early 2020? It's going to uh, start. Yes. Going to kick off in early 2020. Um, it's uh, to describe it. It's uh, if if Doctor Zeus uh, was. Uh, in a psychotic nightmare, I believe, is probably what I've just seen. I think so, yeah. It's a little bit out of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes, excellent. Yeah. So uh, so uh, possibly not one to bring the uh, five-year-olds along to. I'll, I'll stick with entertaining the five-year-olds and you can uh, you can take on the adults. Exactly. We're not taking each other's audience. Then. Exactly. This is kind of, it's a cunning plan. We're going to take over the world using words. Um, what you mentioned about early 2020. Whereabouts can we catch that show when, it's, when it comes around? So there is one date fixing at the moment, mm-hmm. so it's possibly the world's smallest tour. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> you've got to start. You've got to start with something. Oh, get it. Get that first booking in. Then you've got a reason to to, to get the show together. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I need the pressure of a deadline. Absolutely. Um, so it's 18th of January at mm. Wax and Beans in Bury. And that's they're fairly new Wax and Beans, aren't they? Yes, um, fairly new, but such a beautiful place. It is. It's just opposite the bus station in Bury. If you've ever been into the centre of Bury, uh, it's and it's uh, they've got it's kind of like half cafe, half really nice place to thumb through old vinyl. Yeah. It's it's a really a kind of good play, and they've got little things like you can you can listen to the vinyl that you're going to buy and purchase. They've got a record player in there, and you can just sit down and chill out and have a coffee or, or something stronger if you want to. Um, and I think it's it's, it's, a, it's a sort of nice into it venue. I think it's sort of like twenty ish people. You can get yeah, it. yeah, and it's um, I've picked that one because I wanted a fully accessible venue. Mm. So because it's a ground level, isn't it? This is everything's ground level. Yeah, it's 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 such a big problem, particularly in the in the valley. Um, is that there's there's a lot of venues which are brilliant, but actually the the smaller venues where you want to do spoken word evenings, you you actually struggle to find places because they're you know tiny little stairs or anything else. So uh, it's yeah, it is a, it is a tricky thing to to be able to to do that. So brilliant, the wax and bees is kind of on that floor level. Oh, which definitely, is good. yeah. Um, and then the the plan is to to kind of uh, make the show bigger and 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 tour it round. I should. Imagine. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm speaking to some other venues at the moment, mm. but I don't have dates fixed in place. Mm. But I'd like to take it to the GM Fringe and just basically see what's out there, where, where they'll have me. Basically, <laughs> it's uh, having done the GM Fringe last last uh, time round. It's it's a it's a fantastic. There's a lot of really good spoken word uh, material out there, and, and it's uh, it's very much. I think for for your kind of show, I think that's going to be a, a really kind of. Uh, sort of good thing. I think it's going to be, yeah. you know, that's, that's a, be that nice step up. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's 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 really nice to see actually that you've you've taken on that kind of because when I met you, you were the host of other people's work. Yes. And it's 
lovely to see actually you're going you know what actually this is my time now i'm going to be i'm going to be talking about my stuff i have a voice yeah exactly it's you know and it's I, I think that's nice when you when you see people sort of sort of just developing and changing that that kind of style a little bit. Yeah, um, and it's uh, it's brilliant that. Um, so we've we've got you've got another piece that you're going to share for us. I do, yes. Yeah. Um, this is one of the first ones I ever wrote. Okay, um, and it's about when I was living in what was basically an upmarket squat. Right, it, it, it was less living in a house, more glamping. Right. Um, so yeah, it's about that, and around a time where things were quite tough, mm. um, I was going through some mental health issues. Um, it was just before I met Kerry, mm-hmm. and she kind of helped me get out of everything and get a more positive spin on my life. So, so, yeah. so this is one of that is like an emotional reaction to to that particular time in your life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's called Once. So once in the house I lived in, my breath condensed, my toes tensed at every touch of uncarpeted floors, heat escapes through unvarnished doors which did not fit the frames they sat in. In the garden, five out-of-service satellite dishes sprayed themselves as a vulgar testament to my landlord's lack of do-it-yourself. Every night I ate noodles with nutmeg, rice pudding from tins dented and put in the red sticker section of the local corner shop. Only a hop to the next street, but in this lack of heat it may as well have been in the back and beyond. Once I had cooked my discounted meal, I left the biggest hob on the highest flame, drank stout by candlelight, bought in lieu of any real sustenance, and lost myself in the worlds of Doyle and Conrad and Forster under my mother's crocheted cuddle. It's a beautiful piece of writing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's... Uh it's been an absolute uh, pleasure having you in the studio this afternoon. It's Chris. been a pleasure being here. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, I, I always feel like we don't get enough time to talk to people. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like we'll put in a waffle hour, we'll make it work, and then an hour, you know, within that hour, we, we kind of we, we've got other pressures on the on the on the, on the show as well. So yes. we kind of like we want to want to expand things out a little bit. Um, but uh, it's where, where can we catch you next? Because it's not wax and beans. There's, you're going to be doing uh, something for another uh, local evening, I believe. I believe so. Yes, I've been invited to your very own spoken word night waffle at ah, the Rams Bottom yes. Tap. I believe I've heard of that. Yes, that's because I, I boast that one, so I should know I what's going on. I hope you've heard of it, yeah. I have, yes. Uh, it's the 10th of October, I believe. Yes. Uh, um, and if you do come along, please do come along because you can hear some of the unbroadcastable Dr. Z's poems. Yes. It's, uh, what's nice about it, we've just had a waffle uh, last, uh, like, like the, the, the live evening, uh, and we, we had that, uh, and Kerry came along to that one. Uh, yes. Kerry, she was uh, she produced some fantastic stuff uh, on, on uh, on Thursday evening, just gone. It's at the Rams Bottom Tap, and uh, and we're going to uh, hear probably a, a full half hour set or, or so of, of your work and, and a little bit of the uh, p- sort of why you wrote the pieces and about how they all kind of fit together. Yeah. So my plan is I'm going to take the Doctor Zeus ones. Mm-hmm. I have three and a half of them at the moment, but Excellent. I've got a deadline to finish the fourth one, <laughs> and I'm going to marry them up with completely original work to my own that seemed that I believe 
yeah. link thematically. It's, uh, and that's it's lovely because it means that you've kind of got that, uh, you know, half an hour or so. And then we've we've also, the, the evening also consists of lots of open mic. So if people have got prose they want to share or, or poetry they want to share, we've had songwriters down there. We have rap artists coming down at some point or another. I love the rap artists. They were great, weren't Sean. Sean. Sean, yes. Sean's shout amazing. out to Sean. If Definitely. He's, if, he, if he's out there, <laughs> uh, please come back to Waffle. Uh, and uh, we're, we're hopefully going to get some of those people into the studio at some point or another. Because it's, it, what this hour is is a, is a kind of celebration of of all that that great original work that people are writing yes. out there. Uh, we've actually got uh, in a couple of weeks time we've got uh, we've got a ghostwriter coming into the oh, studio. Nice. So we're, we're looking at not a, you know very different kind of autobiographical writing, but there's because there's a lot of talent out out there in the valley, and there's it we, we want to kind of yeah. share it here on the, on on Rossendale Radio. Um, yes, just to finish off, uh, we've got your your final uh, song choice. Uh, and you've uh, you've chosen the Kinks for us. Yes. What, what is it about the Kinks? Because I love the Kinks, so I'm, I'm right. You, you've got me on this one. They, they were just phenomenal. Mm. Um, there was just something about the way they wrote songs that seemed to be really ahead of the time. Yeah. So I know the Beatles in the later years moved into the more psychedelic phase, mm-hmm. but in the early days they were writing about "I want to hold your hand," whereas the Kinks were kind of like. A bit more, a bit more down to down to business. I believe yeah. is probably. <laughs> it's a nice way of putting it. I would yeah. like to be with you all day and all of the night as well. Exactly, and that's the one you've chosen. Thank yes. you very much for coming into the studio, Chris. Thank you. So that's the Waffle Podcast over for another week. My thanks to my brilliant guest, Christopher Moriarty. Thanks so much for coming into the studio and chatting with us. We'll be back next week with another episode. My thanks go to Lee Ball for producing the Waffle Podcast, which is made in association with Rossendale Radio.